Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I hope you are having a beautiful Friday morning. We are sorry that we could not uh, be there last week. Sucky. Um, Corey's not with us today. She has gone away for three weeks, isn't that, Edge? Yeah, I think so. Three weeks. Yeah, she's gone away for three weeks. So we are running the show here. Um, so it should be interesting. We've also, I did put an apology on our Hive Mind channel because we haven't been um, posting in there for a couple of weeks. We have been working on other things and we have been running this. So apologize to everyone over there. Uh, there is some videos on my story over there, though, uh, with a few clips of what is happening in Australia, which is something we're going to get into a little bit again, because it's important to talk about. Uh, we're also going to talk about Corey's report, uh, firing over mandates, OSHA fines, and the opposition movement is growing in strength and a few other positive things that Ed wants to chuck in there. So what are we starting with, Ed? Roll this out. Well, I'm interested to hear, and I've been getting some feedback from uh, friends and followers that they're really interested to hear um, about what's going on in Australia, and uh, especially here in the U.S., because a lot of us people like me uh, think that you know we're watching what's in Australia, and we think you know this this is what they want to do here in the U.S. So we're really curious to know what's going on on the ground there. And maybe you can give us some details on that and, uh, you know, your perspective, maybe people that you've been talking to and, uh, and is there any, you know, any successes, any people who are able to, uh, to um, have some wins over there and fighting back against the tyranny? Um, so we do have some, We'll get into this uh, this footage later, but this is this is the actions that are being taken against uh, Australian citizens, Melburnians. The show of police, the force that they have shown over these last couple of months is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's um, it's it's beyond tyrannical, and I never thought in my life. That we're talking about thousands and thousands of police officers combing the streets. It's it's not a good time, and it is very scary, especially for normal people. I mean, in the West, there's a lot of cases up there. Um, their shopping centres, uh, if you don't follow Rebel News, follow Rebel News. Uh, there is some really good footage that they've got from those areas of uh, people just shopping in a shopping center with 40 50 police officers standing outside the front like it's just it's madness and it makes no sense uh, it, it's it's and i i can tell you now 100 percent any faith any faith that melburnians had in the police force is dead and buried these people are the enemy it's these people disgust us and they, they, they should be disgusted in themselves, the, the, the way they've been going about this. There was this one video, I don't, I don't think you have it up, Edge, but it is with a guy having a chat with a police officer, asking him why he's doing this. And he said, you know, I, I agree with you. I agree with all this. I want this to stop too. And in the end of the day, he said, you know, I have to feed my children. I have to, I have to do it that way. And 
the protester turned around to him and said, you know, well, I've got no respect for you because you're putting money over your morals. And this is what it, and this is what happens when you put money over morals. Uh, it, it just and this is just not a localized incident. What you're saying with that amount of police, that amount of police is like everywhere. It's Unbelievable. terrifying. Yeah. And I did catch that video of the officer who was actually having a real moment for a second. He was like, hey, I sympathize with you because my wife just got let go from her job. I'm sick of these lockdowns too. I want this all to be over. And, and, the, but I have to feed my family. And the guy, the protester was like, but wait a second, we have to feed our families too. You should be standing with us and protecting us. And I was really hoping um, that it wasn't going to get to this. I was really hoping that the Aussie police officers that really just had some kind of moral compass, some kind of conscious, would start to realize what they were defending and actually decide to start protecting the people instead of the regime. Oh, no, they are the they are the pawns of the government. There is nothing else to say about them. I'm disgusted at every single one of them and everyone I know is disgusted at every single one of them. Uh, these are the sort of people in 10, 20 years that uh, will be seen as the Gestapo when the time was needed. You know, they they were the branches. They took the side of the government and they protected the government. I mean, this was the construction protest that happened a couple of weeks, uh, a week ago, sorry, went on for about three, four days. Um, now, there is so much mixed talk about this. I've heard people talk about it. I kind of stayed out of it. Uh, where people like, you know, all these drugged up construction workers, all these junkies are out there protesting. And, you know, a lot of people do have the side of the government. It's weird. It's a weird paradigm to see people defending this sort of action. And, you know, 100% not all of these protesters had uh, the good in mind. Uh, you always get a couple of people that jump in there that, want to cause anarchy but the majority of these people are construction workers they're construction workers that do not want to be forced right uh, to take this thing and a lot of them have talked on camera you know, they said straight up we don't care what you do you know we're not anti-jab take all you want but don't make us take it and i think that's the main stance of a lot of these people right it's they they realize the path this goes down once you start forcing the public to do this um, and it, it's brought over into other sectors, uh, hospital workers, which you're going to get into as well, uh, the, no, the no jab, no pay uh, policy that they've put in place, right. which means if, if, if these medical workers refuse to take it, um, they're going to get fired, they're going to lose their jobs. And, you know, if, if you haven't seen this, uh, this clip on Rebel News, uh, Definitely go watch it because it's a very interesting one. This lady here speaks very articulately. She knows exactly what she's talking about. Um, and she's a nurse. And, you know, she, she's these people that were, you know, hailing as heroes. Uh, if you skip to about five minutes in this vid, uh, you will start to see the police presence for 25 nurses. Wow. Wow. And they're just, they're not causing any kind of a scene. They're just sitting there quietly. It's a silent protest. I mean, really just <laughs> holding up their signs and um, a, a peaceful protest against the tyranny. 
And uh, this is the kind of force they're being met with. But, you know, I've seen some real mm-hmm. brutality coming out. And the brutality is, is by the, the police officers, you know, even uh, the, and the ones that really get you are the ones against women. And, you know, you, I saw right. one where there was a, a cop just literally strangling a woman, just strangling her, holding her up against the wall. And it just really, really upset me. I saw another one um, where it was an elderly woman just get yeah, slammed right. to the ground. In, 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 in that bus is full of police officers. So they're rocking up in buses, like by the bus. Um, it's, 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 it's like, I've, I've never seen anything like this in my life. It's, it's ridiculous. Where but are they the, getting the, all this? I mean, is this their but, actual police force or did they actually hire some other? No, this, this would be the Melbourne Victoria Police Force. Because um, it is. It's just massive, the show of force. It, it's intimidation and it's control. That's what it is. Now, the reason they're doing this for these harmless 30 people that are sitting there doing nothing uh, is because they're trying to spread a political message. That's what it is. That's why you have to show that force, right? It's, um, it's just, it just, it really saddens. Like this whole situation saddened me. I mean, I've, it, it's hard to watch. It's hard to live. Um, it's hard to see outside your window, you know? Um, and at the moment, the streets are dead. I've never seen Melbourne so dead. It's just, uh, yeah, with with what happened in the construction industry, I mean, most people I've talked to, most shops that I go to, they're um nice little intro there, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's that's I hate when the videos play. You're like, oh, great. <laughs> now they're they're like 60 percent down on the people that come in, especially the construction workers and stuff like that. So yeah, this is the no jab, no pay. Oh, no, no, sorry. This is the censored uh, media coverage of the Melbourne protest, which uh, was the construction protest, which happened at the turn of the Unknown Soldier uh, in, in the centre of Melbourne. Now, they, the Victorian police force actually contacted the media, put a protest and a banning on any live streaming of any aerial footage. So there's a plethora of reasons for that. One uh, you can actually see a lot of these police officers coercing the crowd into certain areas. Um, and then, of course, mainstream media calls it for the protesters, how destructive they're being. And it, it, it's absolutely disgusted me the, the way the media has treated this as well. And people yeah. and people know it. People see it. I mean, if you just go that- to any mainstream media site on YouTube and you will see the comparison and the hate comments if they even let comments happen. Right, right. They have to shut down the narrative and and the kind of coverage that they've been getting because the the videos that have been coming out have just been absolutely brutal on the police's side with the rubber bullets, firing rubber bullets into the crowd, um, with the tossing around of, you know, women or, or take, grabbing women away from their young children. And it's just horrific what we've been seeing on all of these videos. And they have to shut that down. Because they really don't want you to see, you know, the kind of tyranny that they're imposing. Um, but I think also they don't want the people to see how big these crowds are getting. Oh, they're big. Like I said, there is still a lot of people shilling for the government, whether it is 
by sheer stupidity and they don't know where shit like this leads or it is fear you know so they just agree with what's going on they don't like to uh you know kick up a fuss or get in conflict with anyone over an argument or anything like that i'm, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like that but the way they the, the mainstream media and if anyone watched mainstream media in australia still does uh they're getting one very one one-sided footage here which is which just disgusts me because i can pick propaganda apart like nothing else i mean right myself to do so but. and they're and they're spinning it and you you would show me an article and i don't think i have it um up right now we can just kind of uh, talk about it for a second which is that they were spinning it like um recent gatherings recent gatherings uh, no, are the that, fault for mm. Uh, that 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 one was kind of different. Um, so we yesterday was the uh, record-breaking number of COVID cases. I, I think it was around fifteen hundred we had yesterday, um, which is the most we've ever had in a day. So it it is quite clear by the numbers and what you're seeing here, and that trajectory has been going up over the last couple of days. It's not like it just went boom fifteen hundred. Um, but what we, what you can gauge from that is none of this shit is working. None of this massive police power, none of this nine to five lockdown, um, can't leave our houses, can't do shit, can't walk our dogs without a mask, can't go anywhere without a mask, or you're going to get fined $5,000 or arrested or shot with rubber bullets. Um, it, it, it's not working. And a great way to frame that is the other day we had an AFL grand final. Premier Dan Andrews, well, Gestapo Dan Andrews, came out as he normally does and blamed all the citizens once again. Why did you all go to illegal parties in the AFL grand final day? This is why we had a surge in COVID cases. So extended lockdowns again guaranteed. That's going to continue uh, for who knows how long. It's um, Melbourne is the worst place to be on earth at this point in time. I can guarantee you that. Uh, when it comes to this sort of pushing and this sort of power. Sydney, probably a very close second. Unbelievable. Uh, did you ever think it was going to get to this point in Melbourne? Uh, no, no, not at all. I it mean, used to be one of the, you know, world's best places to go and live and visit. Well, and now well, it's this just this Nazi five, regime running the place. Well, five years ago, I think it was like five, six years ago, Melbourne was the world's most livable city. Everybody wanted to come to Melbourne. Uh, it was a beautiful place. Melbourne is a beautiful place. Uh, but what this has done is it's destroyed any resemblance of the country I knew. I, I, I don't feel like I'm in Australia anymore, especially not with uh, these tyrannical bitches in government, because that's what they are. And what's weird, though, is that that part of the country is free. I don't think people realize that, right? I mean, each state is sort of uh -huh. different, right? So, so if you were just in another state... You could be living freely, like no, no issues. Everything's fine. Um, Everybody's sort of back to normal. Uh, Melbourne, Sydney, the worst. I mean, you can't, you can't leave. You can't get out. You can't go anywhere. You can't even go into state at the moment, not with, with everything that's going on. Um, WA, like I said, this has given local governors more power than they've ever had. And I think they like it, right? So they're forcing, they, they, there is no federal government at the moment 
the way things are looking. Everything's run by each individual state and each individual state is making up their own laws, their own rules as they go. And they're segregated from all one another, right? WA won't let anyone into the state now, right? They're pretty good with COVID. There's like, there's not many cases there. They've got everything under control. Life is slowly getting back to normal there. Uh, but they won't let, it, let anyone in from Victoria or Sydney in there. I mean, we're, we're tainted. Like they won't let us in that state. Um, same with Queensland or any, anywhere else. Tasmania, uh, which is a small island state, uh, is the best out of the whole country. Um, I've got friends that live in Tassie. Uh, they're loving life. They're going to bars. They're going everywhere. The only thing they still have is a mask mandate on certain areas. Uh, but if that's the worst of their problems at the moment, that's really good. But, yeah, they're, they're completely free. I mean, I'm talking to my friend down there and, you know, they're chilling by the rivers and going to picnics and going to bars and going to clubs and their life's great. But it's like a two tiered system and mm -hmm. like just this total split society. It's no longer a united country. And oh, no, no. You have to wonder, you know, who controls Dan Andrews because of the, the, the links and the measures that they're going to. And also, I can't help but think that the, the case of Victoria is a sort of beta test for the, what they want to do with the rest of the West, particularly in the United States. And they want to get this beta test through and figure out what gaps and holes to fill before they actually fully try to roll something similar out here in the U.S., knowing that here in America we have the Second Amendment. So um, do, do you ever wonder that as well? Well, I, I, Dan Andrews got very deep pockets from China. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been proven in the past. He sold, sold land to them and everything in Victoria. So he's got very deep pockets. Uh, so he's out. just like Biden, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Pretty much. I mean, they're all the same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, and, and, and it's hard to, it's hard to try to get your shit together, if you know what I mean, especially mental health is is going down the drain here. And I, I predicted this situation two months ago as soon as we went into the lockdown. I told you guys, I told people around me um, that it was going to start getting violent. And we, we saw that with the construction protest. It did start getting violent. Um, and it will continue to start getting violent the more you push this. I mean, that, that is probably the worst people you could have pissed off and the worst industry you could have pissed off because they're not kids. They're not uh, elderly women or shit like that you can push around. Uh, these are full-grown men that are pissed off and want to provide for their families. And and, and those are it's the worst demographic you could have hit. And don't be surprised if things keep going down uh, the way that we're going, um, that you are going to see, uh, obviously, their, their goals are going to be different, uh, but you will see Antifa start, groups start rising up in Melbourne. Of course you will, anti-government groups. You, you, you will see people like that rising up. You will start seeing, um, on the path that we're going anyway, uh, you, you'll start seeing targeting of government buildings in certain ways. It, it's It's prone to happen if they keep going down this path the more extreme they get the more they breed extremism on the other end oh of course yeah 
Yeah, it's heartbreaking to watch it. And um, I'm just, uh, I don't know, what are your friends saying, the ones that are actually in the area of Melbourne or Sydney or, you know, in the worst parts of it? How are they dealing with it? What do they think about it? Is it mixed or are they all pretty much against what's going on? Um, no, it's, it's, it's definitely mixed, but I, I generally talk to and spend time with people that think very similar to me, but there is people I know that are flown for this. There is people that I know that are trying to put it in the back of their heads and just try to get on with their day and, and trying to pretend like everything's normal, uh, which it clearly isn't. But, you know, there, there's people in all different walks of life and there is people that are, extremely pissed off and uh most of those people i know are in the construction industry or in the fitness industry surprisingly or not uh gym instructors gym trainers they're they're pissed they're extremely pissed man um so yeah it it, it is a mixed bag and i, I don't know which way this is going to turn because these lockdowns uh this sort of extremism is not going to stop from the other end they will keep pushing jab mandates they will keep pushing all this shit because they they're in a position where they cannot recede they cannot go back with what they're doing so they just have to keep like just keep upping the ante there there, there is no way that they're going to uh, go backwards on anything and it's so. just such a, re- a reverse logic there it's so so illogical all of these moves that they're making that it, it really does um pull the curtain back of this whole narrative that it's all about your health and safety. Like when, and this is, you know, I shouldn't, we we really shouldn't joke about this, but, you know, I've seen a lot of people posting these violent images of being, you know, of the police shooting with the rubber bullets and, and with, with the caption of, you know, this is for your health and safety. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here's another example of it. And, you know, they're just, tons of healthcare staff are going to be let go or placed on unpaid leave basically. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Same thing that we're having here in the U S but how is that supposed to help our health? You know, how is that supposed to keep us safe? If this is such a, an emergency, right. You're going to just Mm -hmm. let go of your healthcare staff. Yeah. It's, it's uh, apparently it's only 10 to 15%. uh, The ones that, uh, are really sticking to their guns, but that is so deceiving, that percentage, because you've had nurses come out and talk and say, you know, out of out of the, like, you know, 80, 85% of our industry that have had the jab, about 70% of them only had it so they can get back to work. They didn't have it because they wanted to get it. Mm-mm. You know, no. they got it because they were forced and coerced by the government to do so. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know anybody that said, oh, yeah, this is a great thing for me right now. <laughs> you know, mm. It's all about the coercion. Uh, so before we uh, go down that rabbit hole, um, let's talk a little bit about um, Corey's article. I know that... Um, you know, we've, we've talked about this a lot, um, but maybe it's good to spend some time on some solutions because, you know, when things seem so dark and helpless, it's, you got to balance it with um, taking some personal control back and having some hope. And uh, so she listed off some, some big solutions to help survive and thrive through the tyranny. And we should just 
kind of list off some of these and, you know, get into them a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. So number one, loosen your grip on technology. <laughs> and, and I think that um, going through this list here, I can admit myself that I'm not fully there with all of them. You know, I'm totally dependent on technology as it is right now. But yeah, it is good to um, have that balance and get away from technology a bit and uh, just well, kind of... it, 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 it's it's not uh, like completely let go of it. It, it is uh, making sure you know how these things run, um, what sites are tracking you, how to protect yourself in that way. Uh, there will always be uh, a pushback movement against tech um, that you see uh, with companies like Virtual Shield. Uh, this is not a plug, but um, things that can hide your IPs and stuff like that, uh, because technology is really kind of a way of life. But if you know, if if you want to completely go off grid, obviously that's a whole different story, which um, is something a lot of us can't do, unfortunately. Right, and I, I think that you know it's a lengthy list she has here. She has a link here with some suggestions more in detail. But yeah, I do think it is just more of knowing about who is influencing you, who is tracking you, how they're tracking you, and to loosen that grip to where you're not being manipulated or um, surveilled um, without your knowledge. And so, yeah, I think that, yeah, it's definitely something um, to think about. And then she's got here to protect your money because we know that the big banks are really... Um, not just in on it, but really leading the charge on everything that's happening right now, the, the whole gigantic big agenda. And um, we know that it's all going to come down to that digital currency at some point, and that ultimately leads to full control of every kind of transaction, all of your money. And uh, so, yeah, it's making some smart moves um, with regards to protecting your money, which it seems pretty volatile right now. Um, okay. And definitely number three is a good one. Avoid digital identity QR codes at all costs. Now, I know that uh, we're in, in your part of the world. Um, that's a big thing right now. Uh, uh, it's, it's everywhere. It's mm -hmm. It's everywhere. I mean, probably the local kids that have a lemonade stand, which they can't have because they can't go outside the house. But if they were, they would probably have a QR code on the table. It's it's absolutely everywhere. Um, and it is becoming tricky uh, to navigate it and get around it. I have found ways, and I think a lot of people have found ways, um, to try to skirt the system because I'm not checking in everywhere I go. So that's not happening. So. Right, because they just weaponize that information against you as a way of controlling you, <laughs> surveilling and controlling you. Um, stop feeding the beast. And this is an important one and something that, you know, I think I could work on. And a lot of people can work on. It's really hard Definitely. because the beast is so massive. It's really hard to avoid it. But, you know, really making wise choices with the way that we spend our money and um you know i know a lot of people feel like you know our voices don't matter but our pockets actually do 
And so making those choices to spend money with uh, patriots who kind of support the same causes that we support, um, instead of giving the money to giant corporations that are all in on this conspiracy is, I think, very key. And if we all did it together, it would make a huge impact. So um, children, taking children out of school and homeschooling, that is huge. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, so I'm not going to get into huge detail here about it. But yeah, that's a big deal, and it's a huge trend happening now. Um, finding ways to um, avoid the, the mandates. And uh, Corey and I put this together, um, a COVID resources page. And it's got so much information on here from medical uh, information to legal resources to forms and letters for exemptions for jobs to job boards for the unvaccinated and um, also other information on the bigger agenda. But um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of resources in there for people to uh, to check out and really start thinking about and preparing for you know whatever it is that they're facing because i don't know anybody who isn't affected i don't know anybody who isn't in some way affected by what's going on whether it's their school their job the state that they're living in and it's it's all affected us on a very personal level i think at this point right 100% yeah, so um, a lot of other good key things in here. Um, I like this last one, though. Um, the power of intention. And I, I think that as time goes on, the more and more I come to the full understanding that below at the very core of all of this this is a spiritual warfare and it just becomes clearer and clearer each day um but i think that and i and i saw i think it was um dr zelenko i saw dr zelenko talking uh the other day and he was saying something that about how it, it all comes down to the individual, that the moral degradation of a society is really because of the moral degradation of each individual. And if we ever want to change the society, we first have to start by changing ourselves and looking within. And then really trying to project out. For me, the way I kind of word it is like just getting into an alignment with God's will instead of the other um, side, the darkness, getting into alignment with that. But I think there's just the more intention that we put in that, the more we can um, together manifest the reality that we actually want to see what do you think no i agree with you 100 percent on that i mean that's uh that's been the majority of my time during all of this i mean there's not 
a lot I can do externally. I mean, I can, and I do slow down the system as much as I can, uh, as much as I can get away with, without it completely collapsing my finances or anything like that. Um, uh, but the the benefit of this is it means I have and had to look internally and I had to um, find something bigger than myself within me. And that, that's the only way, you know, especially in this tyrannical state that we're living in, it is so important uh, to just be strong-willed, have your mind, body and heart in something, whatever it is, because uh, when this shit comes to your doorstep, it's going to come with the thunder and you've got to be ready for it. Yeah, inner strength is important. And, um, but I also think, you know, that, that focusing on uh, getting into an alignment with, for me, it's the, you know, the creator and um, manifesting what is, is, you know, that uh, future instead of um, whatever this hellish, this hellscape that they have, you know, designed and, and planned for, you know, centuries that is actually kind of manifesting right now. Um, and we have the willpower to do it. We're way, we way outnumber the 1% who are trying to, to pull this off on the rest of the world. If we all just really focused on it. But uh, yeah, that was a good um, piece by Corey. And I think that it's something like a reference point, you know, you can always kind of look back to it and be like, okay, I, I'm working on this and now I need to work on that. You know, I can personally say I, I've checked off a couple of things on that list and I still have more things that I personally need to work on. Um, but I want to talk about what's going on here in America and um, we're starting to see um, similar to what what you guys are seeing with the healthcare workers, you know, um, this week in New York, um, the mandates for all the healthcare workers to get the jab in New York came down, and that's putting eighty three thousand healthcare workers out of employment now. And so this new governor that was installed, not even elected, to replace Cuomo, uh, she signed an executive order to give herself some more power. To call in the uh, exactly to call in the National Guard, as well as to hire retired me medical workers and foreign medical workers to replace these people. So this is what I just don't understand. They say this is all for your health and safety. But if the pandemic is so bad, as they say, why are they getting rid of all these medical workers left and right? And I think it's because they uh, they want to weed out any medical workers that actually think for themselves, that question authority, that uh, don't toe the po policy line. And uh, they, they simply want automatons to do the job. And um, yeah, so what is this gonna do to the healthcare system? I mean, obviously um, we've seen a huge decline in the quality. I'm not berating the, um, the healthcare workers themselves. I'm simply talking about the heavy handedness of the policies that, that come from up top that they have had to follow. And, um, and it's really just put bottom lines and numbers ahead of personal care and everything has gotten in the way between doctors and nurses and their patients. 
And so it's just making going to make that bad situation worse um, because you're just going to have a bunch of yes men at the bottom and bureaucrats at the top who really don't value the sanctity of each individual human life. So um, I just think that this is all by design. It's meant to collapse and uh, degrade the medical system, which is already in peril simply because uh, people have lost faith and trust in it uh, for so long because they've been lied to. And, uh, you know, information and medication and things have been suppressed. So, but um, I did want to show this one clip and it goes back to the, um, to the spiritual warfare. And this, this just really pissed me off when I saw this. This is the new New York governor, Hochul. And um, I'm going to play this, even if the audio is not great speaker, I'll just put the vid in later after we edit. Um, but she's, it, it's, it's so frustrating because they're trying to manipulate people into adopting this COVID cult religion. Listen. I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers, he made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say, thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know, there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love, but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can get, fight, fight this pandemic, come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to fighting systemic racial injustice, which exists today. And if there's a dot denier, I will take you oh on any day because I've seen it. I know it exists, and we are not going to have a blind eye to this ever again any longer. Oh, geez. She had to chuck that in there at the end, too. Right. You, can, you, can, you can feel the devil's hands on our shoulders there. You can right. feel it while she's talking. Mm. So sinister, so insidious, going into the church and putting herself in the position of calling them to be her apostles. Mm. Wow. And then, oh my gosh, that thing at the end. She had to chuck that in there. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Of course. But it's a religion to them. And uh, they're trying to get people to replace their religions and accept this COVID cult. It is disgusting. But uh, I want to move on real quick because I, I know that we're. We spent a lot of time on the first half, but um, I want to uh, mention this because it's important and give everyone a heads up about this. Um, this is the three and a half trillion dollar reconciliation bill. It's about twenty five hundred pages long. 
um, a whole bunch of garbage tucked in there. But on page 168, they, what they've done is they've snuck in this right here, which is OSHA, giving OSHA the ability to up the fines of businesses with more than 100 workers who don't enforce the mandates. Those fines are designed to bankrupt these businesses that don't comply. And I think the original fine was like $14,000 or something. But now they're changing that to between 70,000 and 700,000 per violation. And this was just snuck into the reconciliation bill, that 2,500 page bill, it's full of garbage. Nancy Pelosi was the one who said this week that it was the uh, Obama, Obama agenda, build back better bills. So um, yeah, so it's got everything in it, their entire wish list. And uh, the reason why they're trying to do it through uh, reconciliation is because it's completely opposed by all of the Republicans. They will not be able to get any Republicans on board with this. They're trying to push it through using budget reconciliation with zero Republican support. But the only problem is Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin stand in the way because they actually need every single Democrat to sign on to it. So uh, we're kind of uh, watching very closely what Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin do. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they buckle under pressure. They're Democrats. So, um, but yeah, we need to keep an eye on this because um, they're trying to bankrupt. They want to bankrupt uh, businesses who don't, with a hundred employees or more that don't want to enforce the mandates. So all of this information is kind of disturbing, but I do want to spend the last part of our talk um, with talking about the opposition and how it's gaining momentum and uniting and growing stronger. Um, there's a lot of ways that this is happening. And it's, there's, there's not one person or piece of legisl legislation or group that's going to save us. And we need to stop thinking in that way. We have to save ourselves and we can do it in multiple ways. There's legislation, there's lawsuits, there's protests, there's building a new parallel society. There's all different kinds of ways, but we need all hands on deck. And maybe you're not good at doing one thing or you're better at doing another thing, but everyone can get involved and contribute in some way. And uh, so I think this is just a call to action for us to all get involved and do something to try to help with the opposition. And so I'm just gonna show some examples of how this, this opposition is growing in strength and uniting. And right now I have in front of me the, um, the physicians who signed the Rome Declaration. And this Rome Declaration is um, more than 7,800 doctors, I'm sorry, 7,200 doctors and scientists have signed it. Um, it is a declaration alerting citizens about the deadly consequences of policymakers and medical authorities. And it's just an oath to reclaim and, uh, and, and to adhere to the Hippocratic Oath. 
And uh, so I just wanted to kind of show you that because this number is growing every day. And um, so it looks like more doctors and scientists are really starting to have that um, aha moment where it's like, I can't just be in this for my paycheck. I really got to take a stand and uh, stand for what I believe in and uh, what the facts are and what the truth is, despite all the opposition, um, because they do undergo extreme opposition and consequences for coming forward and out and out against the medical tyranny. Um, but there's also tons of lawsuits going on. Um, so United Airlines, they just laid off a bunch of people uh, over the mandate and uh, immediately the employees sued them. So um, there's that going on. Yeah. And then uh, in New York, over 200 businesses, uh, business owners have filed a class action lawsuit against the mayor. And uh, so, you know, there's definitely um, a lot more activity with regards to um, fighting all of these mandates and, uh, and uniting against it. Um, but we also have some policymakers that are, are, are fighting as well. And uh, I, I was looking at Senator Mike Lee. He's been busy. I, he has 10... Um, pieces of, of legislation that he's introduced to fight the, the mandates. And, uh, you know, I think this is kind of a good idea because, yeah, we understand that in the Senate, uh, you know, that they're the, they're the minority, right? So, but the, I think that the more you do, the more chance that you have of something sticking, right? So, you know, yeah, we may not get all, all of these, but you got to try. You got to try. And, um, and then, you know, because there's a lot of good ones here, you know, um, being able to sue the federal government over the mandates, um, prohibit any kind of fine against uh, businesses by OSHA, um, you know, uh, the religious exemptions, the, um, you know, personal exemptions, medical exemptions, you know, all of this stuff is extremely important. And so we need to support the legislators who are actually pushing this kind of policy. Um, but the other thing is that, um, you know, with all this going on with all the people who are losing their jobs and, you know, left and right, that's happening. There's a bunch of people who are working feverishly to build a parallel society. And I would say Andrew Torba over at Gab is one of those. I mean, he's a real innovator. And uh, he has been working feverishly. You know, he's got Gab, which is the social media site. But then he's got Gab TV, which is like the, the parallel society for YouTube. <laughs> But he's also working on building this parallel economy with a, uh, a marketplace um, full of um, uh, businesses who support us and um, with a, an alternative to, say, PayPal. So it would be all completely separate from us having, we wouldn't have to live inside of their society with their kinds of restrictions. And, um, 
you know, I think that there's there's a lot of this type of stuff happening um, with building a parallel society. And um, I also want to talk about the uh, the homeschooling. The homeschooling is kind of part of that. Um, we've seen this massive trend happening where homeschooling is reaching critical mass. I mean, millions of parents are pulling their kids out in record numbers and homeschooling. And uh, I think that's kind of amazing. So I just want to kind of wanted to kind of end this with some positive actions. I don't want people feeling helpless, like, oh, it's so dark. There's nothing we can do. Mm. There's a million things that we can do. And they're already being done. You just really need to get involved and find where your, you know, your niche is. But yeah. And um, I wanted to kind of give like a personal story too, um, because I was looking, I'm looking personally, by, you know this, I'm looking at buying an RV, right? Okay. Yeah. And um, so I have like this, this uh, family friend, this lady who also just bought an RV and sold her home, right? And so she's like a, a new RVer. And so she um, has been kind of going around and checking different campsites out and stuff and learning about this whole different lifestyle. But she said that what she found out was that there was a lot of people like her at every campsite that had also sold their houses and gotten RVs. And at one particular campsite, it was like a community of people that were that were kind of establishing this alternative society, parallel society. They had left their, their corporate jobs that were mandating. They were homeschooling. They, you know, and um, so I just, I want to say it's happening, you know, mm-hmm. people are finding a way to stay free so Mm -hmm. that's a good way good way to end it we have to find a way to stay free in whatever way we can exactly exactly so i think that's pretty much it all right guys well thanks for joining us today on dig it with the speaker myself the sharp edge and Corey is usually here but not today (laughs) so Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.